I was uh, I was over in the next room. Uh, we're in Tanner's office, where I like to hide out at. And I heard him start, because I was trying to figure something out. And I, I heard him start, and he said some very kind words. So thank you, Tanner. I appreciate that. Uh, I really do. So, uh, so funny story. Um, today I'm at my third office. I have three of them. Well, yeah, three. My office here, uh, my office at home, which is a desk and a chair, and Starbucks. Yes, three offices. And, uh, and I like to hide because if, if I don't hide, then people find me and, and uh, they always ask me to do stuff. Um, and it takes a lot of time. And so I like to hide. Tanner knows that <laughs> he, gets, he gets the feeling of that a lot. So, uh, so, so I'm, in my, uh, I'm in Starbucks today. And Tanner and I, we've been playing phone tag. Uh, just, you know, a lot going on with VBS this week. And uh, we finally, you know, talk. And I said, Tanner, you know, I'm ready for tonight. You don't have to worry about, you know, doing anything. You know, I, I got it. He's like, oh, man, that's super. He's like, I can't wait to tell Madison, you know, how, how easy it is working with you. I was like, yeah, you, you be sure to do that. Um, and then I said, what's the dress tonight? I said, because I'm at Starbucks right now, and I got on jeans, T-shirt, and Chacos. He said, that's fine. He said, the jeans, the tighter, the better. I said, whoa, Hoss, I got about as tight as I'm going to go. <laughs> and so uh, I, I can't do tight jeans. This is not right. Uh, hey, if that's your thing, that's fine. I just can't. You know, skinny guys in tight jeans, you, I just, you know, it's not me. Anyhow, um, so I had to, you know, I get home and, um, you know, married, two kids, a uh, seventh grader and a fifth grader. And so I've been working on a little project in the garage. And uh, so I get home, had some stuff I had to do. And I'm, I'm out in the garage, and I'm like, I'd already sweat today. So I was like, i got to take a shower before I go up there. I know I'm going to speak to the college students, but they don't want me to be stinking. And so, uh, so I got a shower. Um, but I was working on my project, and I had an alarm set on my phone. And my daughter came. She's like, Daddy, you need to go. I was like, oh, man, I'm almost done. Maybe Tanner just should worship tonight. Uh, and I won't have to speak. So anyhow, so uh, so I, I promise you I got a, a method to all this rambling. Um, so I get inside, get a shower, and I'm like, I don't even feel like putting on jeans at this point because I was hot. And I was like, hey, I'm going to speak to college students. I could wear some shorts tonight. <laughs> and sure enough, got my shorts on. <laughs> and plus I'm going on vacation tomorrow, so I got to try these out because they knew. So I had to, you kind of see if they meet the test. They're like some kind of Nike shorts or something my brother sent me. they like tech elite or something. I don't know. I just, I get a box, I open it up, and it was like jackpot. So if you notice, like, anytime you see me with, like, something red with this logo on it, Houston Rockets, I didn't buy it. Um, I did. Hey, man, I'm all about free, freebies. freebies. I am. I'm, I'm not kidding. Like, I don't like to buy anything. Well, technology. Uh, but when it comes to clothes, man, clothes is so hard to buy. I just, you know, they just don't fit right. I don't know who they're making clothes for. <laughs> you know, it's like you go in the store, man, and like, you're like buying clothes. I'm like, man, who are they making this for? Who is that short? Who waist is right there? <laughs> yeah? Or, or, or if you're short, you're like, who is that tall? And you put it on, and like, you got to try everything on now, because like everything is stitched different. 
And you know, you you know, just because like you like this one pair of pants, and you you know, you get another one. It's just all. It's just so hard. So I don't like shopping for clothes. My my wife just tells me what to wear. So it's so simple. Um. But man, it's an honor to be here with you guys tonight. When Madison asked me to speak, um, I was kind of hesitant. Number one, because I like my evenings at home. Uh, you know, my wife and I, my wife's a principal. Well, she was an assistant principal. She's a principal now of uh, elementary school. And our lives are busy. We have, you know, Zoe and Piper, our little girls. And I, I love being at home. That's just my thing. Um, we don't do a whole lot. We, we're not involved in a whole lot of things. I like the couch, okay? I mean, I'm telling you, man. Like, I love the couch. We all have our spots on the couch. I mean, like, like for example, my brother. My brother, uh, he coaches uh, with the Rockets. And uh, he's at home now. He's at home for four weeks straight, which he's, like, so excited about. His home is in New Jersey. And so I texted him today. I said, hey, what you doing? Nothing, and I'm loving it. I was like, man, that's awesome. So, uh, so, but when Madison asked me to speak, I, w- I was very. Uh, it took me about a day to to agree to it. I just had to think over it and just kind of like really just pray and say, like, okay, Lord, is this what you do? You want me to speak to college? Um, and the Lord was like, yes, I do. I was like, okay, fine. I guess I'll go and speak to him. Shoot, I really wanted to be at home tonight, but it's okay. Um, the game was on last night, so there's nothing on TV tonight. So <laughs> I fell asleep during the game, too. I, I, I kid you not, I fell asleep. Fourth quarter, NBA Finals for, for you, like, game. Fourth quarter, uh, the game last night with, like, two minutes left. Like, I woke up, and it was, like, commercials. I was like, what happened? Who won? So I had to grab my phone, and I was like, ooh, ooh. Okay, so anyhow. Um but uh, so 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 when I was um, when I was thinking about okay what I want to speak to him about you know Lord give me a word that's the thing that I always say Lord give me a word give me a word I, I want to give him a word I don't just want to go there and, and make him laugh and uh, and and you know tell jokes and 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 you know whatever I, I want to give you a word I want to give you a word from the word and so uh, so I had a word okay uh, I was going to come out of um, this. Um, I did a devotion in staff meeting that really challenged myself. Um, and I was like, you know, I think that'll be good. I could take it, kind of freshen it up. I was going, you know, it was really tied in with basketball because, you know, I played basketball. And so I, w- I was kind of gaming towards that. So all week I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. You know, not really stressing. Come Wednesday, I kind of look over it, freshen it up. And then Thursday I look over it a little bit more, build my presentation, and boom, we're done. Well, Wednesday morning, the Lord wakes me up at, I think it was 4 o'clock, maybe 3.50, somewhere in that neighborhood. And this happens more than I would like it to because I like my sleep. Well, so I'm laying in bed, and, and, and I know when it happens, uh, I just, I wake, I'm, I wake wide awake. I go from a dead, dead sleep to wide awake, and I'm laying there and looking up at the ceiling, I'm like, no, I just want to go back to sleep. Please, Lord, let me go back to sleep. And the Lord was just like, uh, he said, uh, said, get up. I was like, okay. So I get up. And I don't know if this has ever happened to you guys, that the Lord just wakes you up. Um, the Lord wakes me up. And I know, again, it's happened so much, I know what to do. So I get up. I grab me some water. And I sit down at the kitchen table. And this morning was, a, was an unusual morning. Well, the Lord says, 
grab your paper Bible. I normally study on my iPad or my MacBook or, you know, something digital because my journal is digital. So the Lord says, grab your paper Bible. So I grab my Bible and I started reading Proverbs 6. I read a proverb every day. Now, if you don't have a daily devotion that you do, let me encourage you to read Proverbs. Just read one a day. And it's something that I wish somebody would have told me a long time ago. I'm, I'm trying to get my, my uh, seventh grader to do it now. Just, you know, read a proverb a day and find one that the Lord is speaking to you. And just kind of, you know, hold on to it. I, I normally write it in my journal or type it in my journal. Um, and it's most of, I send it to my wife sometimes, but most of the time it's just for me. So I'm reading it, and the Lord just kind of, he stops me at a, at a particular one. And he says, that's it. He says, that's what you're going to speak to college on. And so from that, I just said, okay, here we go. So tonight, I, I want to share with you uh, a lesson I wished I had learned a long time ago. A lesson that I wish I had learned a long time ago. Our text is going to be out of Proverbs 6, because Wednesday was the 6th, June 6th. And so our text is going to be uh, Proverbs 6, verse 16 through 19. I promise you it's not going to be a very long message, uh, but it's going to be a challenging message. Um, and, and so this is something that that has really challenged me in my personal walk. I don't I don't like to just come to God's word and just for, for the word to just kind of tickle my ears or just kind of be like, ooh, that was, that was good. I like to be challenged. And so tonight I want to challenge you. Uh, every, every lesson that I teach, every sermon that I teach, I, I, I have one particular goal, okay? And, and our goal for tonight, my goal for tonight is to show students, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I know, know you college students. This, if I'm teaching senior adults or young families, it doesn't matter. We're all students. To show students that it is not only beneficial to our Christian walk, but to our careers if we do not sow seeds of discord among others. It's not only beneficial for our Christian walk, but for our careers. See, a lot of you here are either working on your career or you're in your career. And so when I looked at this, I, I, I thought to myself, I just kind of sat back at the kitchen table and I said, man, I wish I would have known that a long time ago. Because this, this has the power to change um, you and to change me. So what we're going to do tonight is we're going to just kind of, I got my slides out of order because uh, I, I ramble too much. Uh, but we're going to look here at a lesson I wish I had learned a long time ago. And it's uh, Proverbs chapter 6, verse 16 through 19. Now, as you're turning there, let me give you a little background on this text, okay, just to help us as we look at it. The book of Proverbs was written primarily by Solomon, King Solomon, one of the wisest men to ever live. It's one of the wisest men in all of the Bible. As a matter of fact, with my wife now, uh, she just got named principal. One of the things that I'm praying for her is I'm praying the prayer that Solomon prayed when he became king, that the Lord would give him wisdom. I'm praying for her that the Lord will give her wisdom on, on how to on how to navigate uh, schools and, and educators and, and, and teachers and, and students. And I'm praying the same prayer for me. I mean, that, that is something that we all need. We don't need, we don't need just worldly wisdom. We need spiritual wisdom. 
I'm praying that prayer for my kids, that they will have spiritual wisdom. Even my, my seventh grade, I, I pray it all the time. Like, baby, I, I want you to have not just wisdom, but spiritual wisdom, because that is that stuff that's not found in a textbook. It's found only in the book. All right, so Solomon, one of the wisest men in all of the Bible. Now, what is a proverb? A proverb is a short, carefully, carefully constructed ethical observation or teaching that is memorable. You know, the things with proverbs, these are things that you could, you could um, really memorize and, and, and call from memory very easily. Um, the primary theme of the book of Proverbs is to instill wisdom in God's people that will work itself out in the details of everyday situations and relationships. Don't you want that type of wisdom? Like, you, you, don't you want to be known as a wise person? Don't you like to hang around people that are wise? Well, the only way you get that way is you got to spend time, number one, in, in the word, and number two, around wise people. See, that's one of the things that I love is I like to be around people who are smarter than me. I don't want to be around anybody that's, can I say, you know, hear me now, dumber than me. I want to be around people that's going to challenge me. You know, I love being around Tanner because anytime I'm in his office, he, he knows Photoshop, and he's, like, always building graphics, and he can sing, and I can't. And he can play the guitar, and I can't. But I like to be around him because it's like he challenges me, and I'm like, well, how did you do that? He's like, well, I, got, I, layer, I did this, and I, I got a layer here, and I do, 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 do. I'm like, slow down, whatever. It's good showing out, kid. I mean, he's just like, click, 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 click. I'm like, I was lost at the first click, you know? I don't know Photoshop, man. That's like one of the one programs that I want to learn. I just it's like so much time and all of his video stuff. But one of the things that Tanner has learned is the more you learn <laughs> and the more you know, the more people ask of you, right? And so, but it's all good. All right. The book of Proverbs deals with ordinary matters of life more than uh, great philosophical concepts. And that's why I love Proverbs. I'm a simple guy. I mean, I just love being, I, I mean, I love just practical things. Uh, one of the things that is kind of funny about me is uh, <laughs> I love documentaries. I don't know if anybody like documentaries. But on Sundays when, at the church, after I get my nap, um, got to have my nap on Sundays, okay? I mean, just got to have my nap. If it's raining, it's better. Uh, but, but, but at the church, man, I love TED Talks and I love documentaries. I call it Documentary Sunday. Uh, so that's, that's just me. All right, so here we go. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 16 through 19. I got it for you here on the screen. This is out of the ESV. There are six things that the Lord hates, seven that's in, that is an abomination to him, haughty eyes, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that make haste to run the evil, a false witness who breathes out lies, and one who sows discord among brothers. Guys, the one thing that will fundamentally change your life as a Christian and as a professional is if you do not sow discord. See, sowing discord, this is an important thing that you have to understand. Sowing discord. I mean, here's how we know that this is an important concept. Solomon, in this section, uses a literary device to draw the reader's attention to the final item in the list as the focus of God's hatred. He uses this literary item. You see how it says there are six things that the Lord hates. 
seven that are an abomination to him. See, this literary device was used in biblical times to really draw attention to that last thing, that, that, that one thing, that one key teaching that they really wanted to drive home. And you see the key teaching that he really wants to drive home and one who sows discord among brothers. I mean, look here. I mean, let's just kind of walk through this verse. I just want to point out two uh, uh, verbs here. Hates. I mean, hate is such a strong word. The Hebrew word here means to dislike intensely. Think about that. This is, this is Solomon, the wisest man in all of the Bible, saying there are six things that the Lord hates. Not Draper, okay? Not Tanner, not Chase. The Lord, Elohim, Yahweh, Jehovah. I mean, you see, I mean, there are six things. Hate. I mean, we may say, man, well, I don't like that or, 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 uh, I, 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 that's not my thing. But when you say I hate that, like my kids now, I won't allow them to say that. Because like, that is such a strong word. When you say hate, I hate something. The other word I want to draw your attention to, abomination. Abomination is another strong word. The Hebrew word that is used here literally means something that causes horror and disgust in others. I mean, think about some of those YouTube videos that you like, oh man, I wish I never would have watched that. Good night, I gotta get that out my head. It's like that, 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 that image that Jesus was like, oh, that made me sick. Like that made, my, you know, made me sick to my stomach. You know, like, I mean, think that, that's, the, that's the word picture that's going on here. That's that word picture. I mean, look here at it. I mean, I just want to kind of walk through it. There are six things that the Lord hates. Haughty eyes. Pride. Pride. Got some pride? Looking down on others because they may not be where you're from. May not have the things that you have. Pride. I mean, another thing. A lying tongue. A fraud. You keep your word. You know, are you a person of your word or you're a fraud? Hands that shed innocent blood, a murderer. I pray that nobody here shed innocent blood. <laughs> if so, man, I'm out. I'm gone. I'm gone. <laughs> a heart that devises wicked plans. Evil people. Are you an evil person? Yeah, I mean, have you ever just been around somebody that you said, man, they just straight up wicked. They just straight up evil. Just, man, I can't believe that you would even think that. You twisted. You sick. You psycho. I don't know what else y'all might say. That's all I got. That's it. I'm old. (laughs) Feet that run into evil. A follower of uh, morally objectionable behavior. This is just, I mean, we just got kind of going down looking at this. A false witness, a liar. Man, you know, I can't stand for people to lie to me. I can't. I mean, if you can't do it, just say I can't do it. I mean, that's, that's the main reason why I took so long to respond to Madison um, speaking here tonight. I was like, I, I just don't know, man. I don't know. If I, the Lord was like, yes, you could do it. Okay, so all of these things are bad, right? 
I mean, these are, these are some bad items. I mean, you look at it, pride, a fraud, a murderer, evil people, behavior, uh, you know, just, you, you just, you know, running into evil, you're a false witness, you're a liar. I, I, all of those things are bad, right? Are bad, right? I mean, this is yes. It's okay. It can be interactive. I promise you, I'll be done here quickly. I got to go to Panera and get my green goddess salad. My wife didn't cook tonight because we, we headed on vacation tomorrow, and uh, I handled the budget. This is not part of the lesson. Um, <laughs> I handled the budget, and so she was, like, packing when I left, so I know, I know they're going to lie because I've been eating. I've been trying to eat better. Uh, I know they probably like Milo's or something, getting like a, uh, like a you know, double, triple hamburger or something, cheese and extra Milo sauce on it and something, but she, I know she'll, she'll hit me up, and she'll be like, um... Just take that out of my money for the month. You ain't got no money for the month. You ain't spent it already. I don't tell her that. And if I wanted to know that, I'd tell her. <laughs> all right, so all these things are bad, right? This is bad stuff. All right, but check this out now. Check this out. All of that is bad, right? But look at number seven. I mean, he's, I mean again, he's using this literary device, six things that the Lord hates, seven that's an abomination to them. I mean, we will all say, man, one through six is bad. But then you but then Solomon says, no, 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 no. They are bad, but I gotta hit you with the uppercut. Y'all know what that is, right? Wow. All right. A person who sows discord among brothers, gossip, a troublemaker, a pot stirrer. Are you a gossip? Well, I mean, I was I was just informing them on what's going on. Yeah, are you a troublemaker? You know, and that's one of the things that, 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 that I thought as I, as I, as I was reading this. And I'm, and I'm going to show you something here in a minute. See, number seven, a person who sows discord among brothers. Why is number seven so bad? I mean, let's look at this phrase as, as it appears in the Bible. One who sows literally means to put into a certain state. Discord literally means conflict, heated, often violent dissension. Can I say a complainer? Are you a complainer? See, a lot of you here tonight, it's like I said, you either starting your career or you working on your career. You find yourself complaining about things. Can, can, can I say I, I have? Wednesday morning when I was reading this, the Lord was like, hit you with the uppercut. Whoop-hoo! He's like, dude, stop your complaining. Stop your gossiping. Oh, and don't give me that dudes don't gossip like women. Some of y'all, some of y'all dudes gossip more than women. All right, I mean, I mean it's just be honest, call it how it is. I mean, just be gossiping. I don't even know what you're talking about. Just gossiping. Recently, the Harvard Business Review, and if you don't know about this magazine, let me strongly encourage you to start checking this out. If you're a young professional, you're starting your career, man, Harvard Business Review is a great magazine. I actually got this article. Uh, I want to get everybody a copy of this article. Um, 
You don't have to. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead and hand them out. That's cool. Appreciate it, Tanner. See, Madison probably was like all polished and everything when he's like, you know, speaking, like have an outline and stuff. Nah, not tonight. We just, we're going to be thug tonight. Y'all got Draper. All right. <clears throat> so I want everybody to get a copy of this article. I'm not going to read the full article, but what I want to do is I just want to highlight a few things in this article. I read this article a while back, and I, and I, and I just kind of held on to it. And so Wednesday morning as I'm up, and I'm, and I'm really just kind of, the Lord is really dealing with me on this. I, 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 this article comes to mind. And I start, and I, and I go, and I read it. And it's, it's um, managing yourself. The next time you want to complain at work, do this instead. And the, art, the, the author here, he goes through, he talks about a um, whole lot of stuff. Uh, you know, you can read this article when you get, get a chance, and I pray that you will. But he, I just want to draw your attention to a few things. You know, they're on page, uh, page two, I guess, three. Why do people complain about other people? Because it, it feels really good. True. Why do people complain about other people? Because it feels really good. You know, we sow discord, not even realize that we're sowing discord. Because, because we put other people down and, in essence, pick ourselves up. We'll put others down to make ourselves feel better. And I don't care what age you are. I don't care if you're in elementary school or you're a senior adult. Everybody does it. Trust me. I see it in my 10-year-old. My and, oh, my stars, middle school nowadays, whew, mercy. <laughs> I mean, check this out. It says requires minimal work, and it's easy. It's easy to sow discord. It's easy. I mean, you don't have to. I mean, think about it. There are things that probably happen to you today that you could complain about. And especially if you work part-time or anything, you can complain about, man, it's, I don't know why they did that. That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Good night. Ooh, why does she wear that today? Ooh, my goodness. Did she look in the mirror? Good night. I mean, dude, what he got on, man? Them pants know they're tight. Yeah. Why is complaining such a bad move? Complaining creates a number of dysfunctional side effects. Again, beyond time wasted, it creates uh, factions, prevents or delays, because it replaces productive engagement, reinforces and strengthens dissatisf dissatisfaction, riles up others, breaks trust, and potentially makes the complainer appear negative. We become the cancer we're complaining about, the negative influence that steps into the culture. Guys, this is a secular source confirming what God has already told us in his word. God says he hates a complainer. The person that's sowing that distrust, that discord, you know, as, I'm, as the Lord was dealing with me on this, I was like, man, I, it's so easy to do. It's so easy to armchair quarterback. I mean, right? I mean, you can sit there and watch a game, whatever game it may be. I know Chase likes baseball. I, I don't understand baseball. I'm like, good night. Get in the batter's box. Hit the ball, man. Quit stepping out fixing your wristbands. Good night. Quit touching your helmet whatever it is, and digging your feet in the dirt. Just hit the dang ball. Throw it, man. Throw it. Can we get this thing over? They was like, oh, no, it's all strategy. Whatever. That's why I like basketball. It's fast, man. Woo, woo, woo. Like, 
Yeah. <laughs> Great article. I pray that you'll read it and uh, think through it. Guys, this is fundamental stuff. I promise you, listen to me. I'm coming to a close. Listen to me. God hates a person who sows discord. Look, there's things that happen to me that I don't like. Tanner could tell you. But instead of me taking it to others and, and, and complaining to others, about something that's happened and, and sowing discord because think about it. How many times have you not had a problem with a person, okay? You may not even know that person close, but somebody you do know had a problem with them. They come and tell you about it. Then you looking at that person like, mm, I don't even like you. Right? So what? So what? So, so what that God's word has made it clear in Proverbs chapter 6, verse 16 through 19. So what? What do you do? Well, I pray that Matthew chapter 5, verse 9 comes alive in your life. Excited to be attitudes. I got it for you here on the screen. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. I pray that you will be a peacemaker. What's a peacemaker, you may say? A peacemaker is a person who tries to bring about harmonious relations between opposing parties. See, one of the things is that we can all do that I've learned, and I just learned this on Wednesday, okay? So don't act like I'm, you know, some kind of scholar here. I'm still working this out, and it's tough. But one thing that I learned is that, you know what, we all have things that we can complain about, Okay? So either I'm going to be known as a complainer or I'm going to be known as a peacemaker. The way you become a peacemaker is, man, you take your problems to God. You become a person of prayer. You become that person that, man, when things happen to you, you take it to God. You, when things happen to you that, that, that get you riled up, that you, you're tempted to go and find your, 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 your friend, your, 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 your best girlfriend or, or your Guys, your friend. I don't get why it's okay for girls to call their friends girlfriends, but guys can't call boyfriends their boyfriend. I don't get that one. It's weird. Yeah. Do y'all ever think about some stuff like that? That's the type of stuff that run through my mind. And then it come out in settings like this because I'm so relaxed because I got my shouts. Sorry, maybe I should have wore pants. I would have been like, man, I'm going on vacation tomorrow. I have checked out, y'all. I have checked out. But we become people of prayer. When things happen, you take it to the Lord. You don't dwell on it. You don't tweet about it. You don't don't find your funny little image on Instagram and post you know, to your Instagram, I would say Facebook, but I know y'all don't do Facebook. But you know what I'm saying? You, you, you with me? I don't do any of them. I just, I just stalk. That's what it's called when you don't, you don't post anything. You just kind of scroll through. Yeah, that's what I do. But you become a person of prayer. So let me encourage you 
a lesson that I should have learned a long time ago. I want to give it to you today. Don't be a complainer. Don't be a person that they see you coming and they're like, oh, my goodness. What are they coming to complain about? Because the only thing you're doing is sowing discord, man. And the Lord don't like that. Be a peacemaker. Look, nobody is perfect, okay? There was only one perfect person, and that is Jesus Christ, okay? So nobody is perfect. We all got stuff wrong with us. I have shared my wrongs with y'all tonight. Well, some of them. Tinker will tell you that I have way more. But you know what? Become a person of prayer. I pray that tonight, as, you, as we just kind of look briefly here at Proverbs 6, uh, verse 16 through 19, they just challenge you like it challenged me to, to stop sowing discord, to become a person of prayer. 